five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in on a Thursday, everybody. Uh, Five o'clock. Thanks for being with us here. On the uh, PJ show, we got Philip the Ref Pilkington uh, producing. Is uh, Inter Dom in the house today, uh, Pilk? Yes, he is. There he is. Good-looking young guy. Up and comer in the business. Getting to start with us. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We'll have uh, Pirate Report comments coming your way from the uh, good folks uh, at ECU Football. That'll include uh, head coach Mike Houston. Some final comments from him this week before uh, the real game week prep begins next week. And then we'll have uh, the coordinators, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell will be on with us uh, as well. So uh, that is uh, going to be coming up uh, in just a matter of moments here on the PJ Show. Uh, we'll catch up with Jim Zoki today. Panthers are on the air tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of a weird deal over on uh, Talk 1037 WTIB. So. You know, right now, the show that runs uh, opposed to us is uh, the political show, uh, the local political show uh, with uh, Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy, two great sports fans in their own right and great guys. Uh, They do their show at five o'clock. And sometimes the audience flips. Sometimes uh, they start with us and go to Tom and Benny, and sometimes they go to Tom and Benny, and maybe they, you know, don't want to hear what Tom and Benny are talking about. They come to us. So there's a little bit of sharing of the audience, but we basically have that male male demo covered uh, with these two fine radio programs in Greenville. And so uh, tomorrow, Tom and Benny will do their show at 5 o'clock. And then at 6 o'clock, Pilk will be on with uh, a program kind of laying out the high school football, and then we're going to re-air some of our kind of a pirate preview for 103.7. Is that a good way to put it, Pilk? Yeah, I would definitely say that. Little pirate okay. preview, little high school preview as well. Getting into the, a lot of the local high school games and uh, who's playing who. So it's a bridge show essentially. Before we'll get to this is all on one hundred three seven WTIB. I'm getting to the to the meat of the matter here in just a moment. But uh, so that's at six o'clock tomorrow. So if you're maybe uh, going to be outside the parameters of the ninety four three ninety four three the game listening airy. And you maybe want to hear what uh, Coach Houston and some others have had to say. And you've missed it. You didn't want to go to the podcast page because maybe you're just not technologically inclined. We'll have it for you tomorrow on uh, 1037 at 6 o'clock. What, 6 to 650? That is correct. And then uh, Edenton football tomorrow night on Talk 1037. Kick his ass. Tommy Bass will be on the call there. Can I say that? I just did. Uh, Yeah, you can. And then um, I'm delirious from medicine, so I can plead that. And then um, tomorrow here on 103 or on 94.3 The Game, wherever the hell I'm going to be, uh, tomorrow on the Get You to the Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show, this is going to be pretty good. Uh, Jira Wilson, courtesy of the Team Boneyard Collective, will be with us. How about that? Oh, oh, uh, here's what I was going to get to. This is why I was bringing this whole thing up about Talk 103.7. Again, Loopy from the Meds. Uh, because 
Um, we're going to have Edenton football, and that game should probably be, what, a couple hours, Pilk, maybe, right? Uh, uh, two on a good day, two and a half on a bad day. Yeah. All right, so some at some point between 9 and 9.30, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, then we'll rejoin, we'll jip. Not even rejoin, we'll just jip. Join in progress, Panthers football, as the Panthers take on the Bills. I don't think you're going to get to hear a whole lot of the uh, Baker Mayfield play-by-play because he's going to play for the first quarter and into the second, but uh, you, you'll probably get a little P.J. Walker commentary, right? Yeah, maybe even a little Sammy Darnold. I don't know. Yeah, some Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker, I'm sure. So uh, the reason I tell you all this is because uh, Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network is going to be on with us coming up later on in the show, and we'll talk about uh, Carolina and a, a team that has made some upgrades in positions they needed to make upgrades or at least have people back who are healthy, who are big-time contributors in positions. So that is coming up uh, in addition to today's Pirate Report. And if we have any time, we're going to get to the uh, end of uh, or to, into some more of our interviews. Now, uh, our interviews from Media Day, we've we've milked those things all week, but I, I've get, we've gotten great reaction from that. So we did the show live and Look, I know everybody late in summer trying to squeeze in some fun. Maybe we're not going to be hanging on every word of our media day coverage. And so uh, that's one reason we've re-aired a lot of that content, hashtag content this week. We also are going to have for you all uh, tomorrow here after the Patrick Johnson show, Jira Wilson from the uh, Team Boneyard Collective will be on with us. Uh, we're going to have an author who's written a book on Jim Thorpe, which uh, is a fascinating topic. Always been a big, uh, always been fascinated by Jim. I was going to say big Jim Thorpe fan like I was around in the 1900s, but early 1900s. But um, I've always found the Jim Thorpe story to be kind of, uh, you know, fascinating because, I mean, what an athlete he he was. So, yeah, I think that that will, uh, I think that'll be the uh, the deal there. We'll, um, we'll have him on with us tomorrow. Hang on one second. A little flimmy today, Pilk. And so um, Ruffin McNeil is going to be holding a Zoom a Zoom press conference tomorrow. And that will come your way uh, at some point in the morning. And, and so we'll, we'll have some cuts from that. Of course, Coach Ruff was inducted into the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame last year. And uh, the Pirates won't be the first time they're playing NC State with Ruff on the sideline. But... Uh, I don't think so. That'll be happening, and uh, that'll be something that'll that'll be one of the storylines uh, leading into uh, next week's game, the opener. Uh, our coverage uh, next week, of course, we'll have it for you Monday. Uh, Chip Patterson from CBS Sports uh, is going to be on with us uh, Monday to talk uh, college football, NC State, ECU, and uh, we'll talk some other uh, college football news and notes. Uh, next week, you know, we've always had that. Uh, that privilege to talk to the, the head coaches in exclusive settings, uh, particularly in football, and uh, a regular conversation with Coach Godwin. That's weekly. And then, uh, you know, with, with basketball, we have pretty good access as well. I think with Mike Swartz, it could become uh, something of more of a weekly kind of thing, but we'll, we'll get to that in, in due order. But um, I think uh, – well, no, I don't, I don't think. I know – we're going to move that conversation from just being exclusive PJ Coach Houston one-on-one 
and it's going to go to uh, the Talk of the Town morning show. As many of you know, I'm on that morning show now because I can't say no to anything. And um, it's, it's, it's an uncontrollable ego, Pilk. You know that? That's what it is. It's an insatiable appetite to hear my own voice. That's what it is. That's what you're, you're not saying, saying Patrick. It. You're not saying a word. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just laughing. Okay, all right. But you know that it's because I'm, I'm just a wild egomaniac. That's. I no, just like to talk. That's all it is. Not this week. So anyway, I, <laughs> I um, so we're we're gonna have Coach Houston on Talk of the Town with us, and I think that's gonna be uh, a kind of a fun wrinkle to the interview because you'll have Henry Hinton there. And I don't know what meds he's on, but he just says outrageous stuff. So that'll be uh, the big hen and yours truly doing those interviews on Thursday. Uh, we'll have him on right off the jump in the 8 o'clock hour at 8.05 every uh, Tuesday. And we'll talk uh, pirate football with Coach Houston for uh, 10, 12, 15 minutes. And then uh, we'll, uh, I- I'm sure, post it on our podcast. I don't know if it'll be an exclusive podcast so much anymore but we'll include it probably in our Tuesday shows in some capacity. The other thing, uh, we've got the coaches show on Monday on uh, 94.3 The Game, 6 o'clock from Logan's Roadhouse. I think it has got a different title to it. I think it's more like Inside ECU Athletics or something now, I was told. Uh, But it's essentially the Mike Houston radio show as uh, we've known it. So that'll be taking place, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, Coach on that uh, Monday. So, I mean, between that and the interview we'll have with him, and then we've got our first press conference of the year, we'll have so much uh, audio, it'll be it'll be crazy. So uh, all of that going on uh, next week. A couple of other uh, things, and I'll get into more of this next week. Uh, I'm going to have a role in the uh, network broadcasts, uh, particularly the post game this year. So we'll still do our local pregame show that we've done, the award-winning Pirate Game Day Countdown. That'll be a week from Saturday, 9 until 11. We'll be back outside of Town Bank Tower this year. I think that's a great location. Uh, it really allows us to feed off the energy of the tailgaters, especially for a game like NC State. Uh, this uh, particular game, I'll be involved on in some in-game elements uh, on the network uh, from our studios and then uh, post-game wrap-up as well. So we'll get into more of that next week, but that's kind of what's going on. Uh, Pilk, you and uh, Cookie will be at the games, by and large. Is that right? We will be. And you guys will have social media coverage and post-game coverage and the whole nine yards from from your end, right? Yep, exactly. All right. Dom will be in the student section. You might put some pictures on the Snapchat for us. Do we have the Snapchat, Philip? I don't know. I don't but know if he, we have Snapchat. I was, I was going to toss it to Dom. Are you going to be in the student section on game day? Yeah, where, Dom, let's get Dom on. Have we talked section. to Dom on the air yet? At least we have it since, like, the spring. And then Dom went away. By the way, Dom, you're from Wilmington, right? I was going to. Dom, you're yeah. from Wilmington, right? I am from Wilmington. Born and raised. You're the, you're the palest person I've ever seen that lives in Wilmington. I I've am. never seen someone so pale that lives at the beach. It's you crazy. Know, I don't think I think I'm pale, but I don't think I'm that pale. I've definitely seen worse. Oh, I, well, I'd like to see him because I think you're pretty darn pale for someone who spent the summer at the beach. Now, let me ask you this. Are you go, you're going to the games. You, you seem like a pirate fan. You seem um, like a guy who likes sports. Are you going to the games this year? Tom? I'm going to the games, going to every game that I can, okay. and I'll be working here for the, uh, the road games. Okay. Oh, okay. I like that. I like Dom's uh, attitude and go get him. Spirit, I like it. So you'll, but you'll be sitting with your homies during the game, right? Yeah, I'll be sitting with my homies at the game, and I'll, uh, okay. I'll take pictures for you. 
and some videos. Uh, see, Pilk, everybody needs to have the attitude of Dom. Dom, didn't I tell you today, Pilk, what a great attitude Dom has? Did I not say that today, Pilk? I said that today. I don't know if he can hear you. Pilk never pays attention to me. All right, good to talk to you, Dom. Thank uh, you for thank you for, thank you for uh, checking in. It's good to have you here, working hard. The great Dom, the intern. Kid looks like uh, he's never seen a ray of sunshine in his life. You're going all right. tough on him there, Patrick. Dang. Well, no, did I not say he has a great attitude? You did. did I not tell you that? You did, what but he's, he's, he's got a little color to him. It's not much, but he's got a little. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Dom's, Dom's sneaky tall, too. He, he looks like Stern. I don't want, he looks like a young Howard Stern in some ways. And I don't mean that in a negative connotation either. All right. Um, need to rehab the voice in the break. So I tell you what, why don't we uh, get uh, ourselves together here? Uh, Pilk will grab a break. We'll come back. And we're going to have uh, a pirate report for you. Some great comments from Coach Houston. The always uh, yarn spinning Donnie Kirkpatrick. And uh, a lot of Blake Harrell comments. We'll get it all to you on the other side here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Our microphones were there for comments yesterday from Coach Houston, Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Defensive Coordinator Blake Harrell. That's the order in which we'll hear these comments today on our Pirate Report. We, of course, are uh, about, what, 10 days out, is it, uh, till uh, the opening of Pirate Football is uh, East Carolina will host top 15-ranked NC State at noon a week from Saturday inside of Dottie Ficklin Stadium. All right, Coach Houston, an opening statement uh, after yesterday afternoon's practice. All right, kind of switching gears this week, you know, with school started Monday, um, got a little bit more heat practicing in the afternoon. Um, you know, transition to uh, just, you know, game prep for NC State. Uh, so, you know, kind of a next step, you know, and for, you know, a lot of these guys, it's kind of the uh, more of the welcome to college football, you know, with some guys going to scout scout teams and you know, look teams and, you know, you're starting to establish your two deep and, uh, you know, who's next and trying to figure out special teams and the people there and, uh, you know, starting to kind of set up travel teams. So, uh you know, it's a, a lot of work. Uh, second straight day in full pads, uh, which um, I knew would be a challenge. Uh, we, we wanted it to be. Uh, it's uh, 10 days out from game day, and so uh, we got to start getting ready to really play. So, uh, good practice. Uh, really, really excited about the energy the guys practiced with. Uh, I think we've made uh, some significant strides on special teams the last two days. Uh, really pleased with our work we did yesterday. I want to see the film from today, but I would expect it's going to look similar. But uh, anyway. More from uh, Coach Houston, who says that everybody on the roster has a role. But uh, everybody's got a role. Everybody got a role, and every every role is important. Every person's important. And it's it's hard, you know. I, I really I, I lean on those older guys a lot because I talked a lot about just some of the older guys in here, and just you know remembering their moments. And we talked about some of their moments, you know, like each each one of those older kids that sit up here. You know, I can remember the game when he he got his first chance. And, and, and what he did and how he established himself. And that's because they got to see the hope. Because I'm telling you, being a freshman's tough. I still remember my freshman year in college. And I mean, it's, it's a rude awakening. So uh, it's, it's hard. You know, you got to, that humility, that's, that's something that's tough to learn for these kids. So, but it's, it's good. It's part of it. And uh, as of now, Marlon Gunn, who uh, is the young freshman from Louisiana, I think uh, Cal had also. 
uh, offered Marlon Gunn Jr. So uh, Marlon Gunn is uh, the third running back. That's interesting because Coach Houston kind of uh, alluded to the fact had Gunn, he thought, was a little older, he'd have, he'd have broken through to that third running back uh, role. But uh, Marlon Gunn's going to be kind of the third guy in the Pirate uh, depth chart as far as the running backs go. Uh, Coach Houston on that. I think so. I mean, Marlon Gunn really uh, he had a solid uh, week last week, had a solid day on Saturday. Uh, he's continued uh, this week, and uh, you know, and he's one of those freshmen, uh, and it's it's not easy. But uh, you know, he, had, he got out of class at two today. We're meeting at two thirty. He was on the other side of campus. He came in dripping in sweat because he ran across campus. So you know, he's dealing with all that stuff in addition to putting on pads and going out there and having people run into him all for, you know, for two hours. But uh, I think he's kind of got the lead right now. Uh, you know, I, th I think that, uh, you know, the other guys, you know, it's their job to push him and challenge him. But, uh, you know, that's kind of where we stand today. And now that camp is over, Coach Houston says it's all starting to feel real. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I, mean, I, was, I was so pleased. We talked about what we had to accomplish this week. And I was so pleased with yesterday's practice. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's getting more real. Uh, now, this time next week, it'll be real real. I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's they're excited about the first game of the regular season and they're excited about the opponents. So uh, yeah, that's really helping. And now that camp uh, is uh, over, not only was Coach Houston saying it's starting to feel real, but he continued to uh, provide his his praise for his uh, fifth year quarterback Holt Nailers. Fifth year starter that's taken more snaps than probably any quarterback in school history. So he's a smart kid and he works to prepare. I mean it's. I mean, it, like when we go against him, offense versus defense. I mean, he he knows what's coming before the balls ever snapped. Now he's got he got to execute post snap. And he's got to make sure everybody's on the same page with you. But uh, you know, he does. He's doing a great job checking protections. He's doing a great job, you know, changing plays. You know, a lot of stuff we'll send in two plays, and you know, he checks it at the line. So uh, he's really. Uh, I mean, I, we're very fortunate to have him. He's very blessed. Today's Pirate Report here on the Patrick Johnson Show, uh, and we've got uh, now some comments from uh, Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. He uh, runs through the process of scouting NC State. Well, I don't know if they're ahead of the coaches or not, but you do get guys like Holton that have dove into it pretty good. So, you know, you, in the summer, we always kind of take the first couple of opponents, sometimes four, sometimes three. It kind of depends on how the schedule lays out. You do a little summer scout report on them, so you kind of compile that. Uh, you watch some tape, you kind of write up a preliminary game plan a little bit. Uh, then you have to kind of go back and see, you know, they may have had guys get hurt or, or what's going on with them. So uh, Holt had already started doing that this summer, you know, because it's the first game. The, the good news about playing an interstate rival like this, you know, where there's a lot of history, is the summer – it's not nearly as hard on the coaches to motivate the players because they know that first game they're playing a really good team, a team that really is, a, is an important game. So their focus is there. That, that really helps you. You know, the negative is this team's really freaking good. That's the problem. So you open, open it up with a game that uh, you don't want to turn it into a bigger game than it really is. They're all big, you know, Super Bowl, whatever. No, that's it, NFL, Super Bowl, whatever. We're just playing another game. We're not going to put the whole season on that. But you have to find that balance a little bit. But, yeah, Hope's going to – he's probably already studied three or four teams a little bit on it because he enjoys that part of the game. You know, I think that's one of the things he really enjoyed about getting to go to the Manning Academy because, you know, Peyton's like that. I mean, he just loves football and 
Hope just loves football. So I don't know how many others are, are at that point probably, but uh, at least he is. He All right, uh, more uh, from Donnie Kay talking about the pirate depth. What we're at right now, and this is a good thing finally, we don't have just 11 starters. You don't just have a starting X or a starting Z or a starting H. You've kind of got probably, you don't have 22 of them. That, you know, maybe Alabama does. We, we Not many teams have that where it doesn't just drop off that you can say that. But we do have a group of guys. Like we got seven or eight offensive linemen that are going to, your starter. Maybe you don't take the first snap. You know, we've talked to the, the skill kids about that is that, you know, don't get into, you know, Malcolm's going to put down how many games that guy started in a row and all that. And you know, we all appreciate him doing all that work and keeping up with that. But, you know, I, I don't, I think Hardy didn't start one count, you know, because we got backed up. We were coming off the goal line and we were using a different set, maybe three tight ends, you know, or something like that. So we don't get into too much about who's the, that type of a starter, but there's guys in the rotation. Those are the guys that are over when we split into scout teams. They're over there practicing against that next opponent. Uh, we've got some pretty decent uh, guys at wide out right now, I think. Unfortunately, we've had a lot of guys hurt through the camp, and I don't know that they're, they're not coming back right now. But we've got probably four or five guys that uh, I feel very comfortable. I, I hope I don't have to really think too much about who's in there. Is he in there or whatever? Now, there are, there are a few plays you, you design maybe specifically for one guy because maybe that, that skill was only his. But uh, feeling good about the wideouts right now. Pirate Report continues on. Uh, more from Donnie Kirkpatrick here, and uh, he talks about uh, offensive line and uh, some of the injuries from camp. It's better than it's ever been. It'll never be where you, where you want it to be. Uh, you know, the, the concern there is uh, you've had some guys that have had injuries, and they're, and they're coming back. And so uh, all through preseason camp, We've tried not to just overplay Noah, get him enough. You know, he's got to work like everybody else. He wants to be out there. But, you know, long season, you know, we don't have to have him in there every snap. And the scrimmages, we didn't do that. We put Parker, we put those other guys in there. We were able to build some depth there. Bailey Malkovich's coming. You know, he's been out since the first game, like the fourth play of the game. So it's been a long time since he's played. We've tried to do the same thing there. I'm a little concerned inside right now, though, that uh, – you know, Avery Jones and Ashad have gone every snap, and we have, and, and then Isaiah Foote, all but one day, is gone. We haven't found that depth that we're as comfortable with as we are at tackle right now, uh, just because inexperienced. But uh, we're, we're working the guys. I just right now, they're probably going to have to play pretty much the whole game. All right, let's uh, shift to uh, the defensive side of things. Defensive coordinator Blake Harrell talks about uh, the guys that have stood out to him in preseason. So, so guys that stood out in camp for us, you know, that, there's obviously the, the names we all know about and we expect to show up and be there every day, and they're older guys now. But uh, And we were just talking the other day about some newer guys that showed up for us. Julius Woods, one that played some limited time last year, started a game or two, and you know, I think he's moved on where he, he's going to be one of our core guys. And I really feel good about him and the things he's doing on the field and just running that back in, his athletic ability back there. So I feel, feel good about that. Um, you know, a couple other guys that kind of showed up for us. One's Josiah Robinson. He's a guy that, you know, came came on last year, sort of a few flashes in practice, never really got on the grass much for us on game day. But, you know, this fall right now uh, in camp, he's really been impressive and shows up every day. He's physical, he's got good get-off, good twitch, and I think he can give us a, 
uh, edge pressure guy that, you know, with his third down or some normal downs there. Uh, really looking forward to what he can do out there. J.D. Lampley's a younger kid. Him and Isaiah Brown Murray are two freshmen that uh, continue to, you know, be guys that we think we can count on for the future and probably even this fall. More from Coach Harold talking about his uh, linebacking core and particularly some guys who bring a lot of experience to the table. Yeah, I, I know. I, I hear that they got really good linebackers, and I, I hadn't got a chance to watch them play. I know a few of those guys from high school, and, and they were good, good high school players. Uh, but, you know, I can only speak for our guys, and, and really proud of, you know, Xavier Smith and Miles Berry and Chance Bates. You know, those are three fifth-year guys that are, are performing in practice like fifth-year guys and, and flying around. And Chance has been a guy that we've added to the mix and uh, wasn't really sure, you know, coming from a different level of football, how, how he would be in the mix. And he's shown that he can play, and, and, and we can count on him on game day. So I'm really excited about that. And, and then we got some younger guys. Taylor Jackson continues to develop. Uh, Mike Edwards is another young guy that's, that's came along in that room that I think we're going to see big things out of in the future. And uh, Coach Harrell on the veteran leadership that the defense possesses for the Pirates. Yeah, it's, you know, it's totally like you want to turn it over to your guys. And, and finally, when you get to that point, and Coach said at practice today, when your best players are your hardest workers and they're, you know, those guys are setting the tempo, setting the level of expectations, then, then you have a chance to do some special things. And that's where we are defensively. You know, our, our guys have been around. They're setting the standard. They're setting expectations. They're, they're our hardest workers right now. And, and that's pretty, it's pretty fun to be around as a coach. It kind of you, you get to enjoy those moments. And Coach Harrell on how the continuity – uh, with him and uh, the other defensive coaches being in place has and will pay dividends in 2022. No doubt, no doubt. Well, to be honest, you know, if I was going by the uh, the way things were going around here, I didn't expect it to be here this long. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I first stepped in, into into the room, those guys had had like four defensive coordinators in four years or something like that, and, you know, four, four different linebacker coaches and so on and so, so forth. And, just the fact you walk in our corners room and Steve Ellis has been in there for three years. Trip Weaver's been in there for three years at safeties. You know, Coach Tess has been a staple here. Uh, Coach Dallas has been in that room for a couple of years now. Just they have consistency. Not only like just the package or just the terminology defensively, but they know how Coach Dallas, his expectations for his meeting. They know how they're going to run Indy that day. So there's no waste of time. There's no, hey, we got to learn a new drill. We got to, we got to, you know, Hey, how's this coach want it done? How, how are we going to do this thing? You know, they know exactly tomorrow is a Thursday practice for us. The older guys know exactly what the expectations for that practice is. They know the layout for that practice. They know how, what part of the game plan we're going to work. Same for a Wednesday, same for a Tuesday. And, and that's, you know, the comfort level of those guys. So I think anytime. That is uh, today's Pirate Report. Uh, Jim Zoki for the Panthers Radio Network is going to be on with us uh, next. But right now, Philip the Ref Pill kicked in with a 94-3 the game. Sports update. Thanks, Patrick. We will start in Pirate News as Jody Tyndall has been named the new assistant women's golf coach at East Carolina. Coach Tyndall comes to ECU from the College of Charleston where she just finished up her playing career. While there, she was a four-year letterman and participated in back-to-back -back NCAA regionals. The final week of preseason is here and we will be seeing some starting quarterbacks take the field. The Browns have announced Jacoby Brissett will get the start against the Bears in the final preseason game. It was announced earlier this month that he will be the week one starter. Also, Tom Brown 
Brady will get to play in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers final preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts. He has not appeared in the first two preseason games as he has not even been at camp. It was announced today that Cowboys tackle Tyrone Smith will need surgery to repair a hamstring tear. Sources have announced that his earliest possible return could be in December. Today, Oklahoma City Thunder second overall pick Chet Holgram it was announced that he will miss the entire season after a right foot injury was sustained in a scrimmage game in the Pro-Am League. The Lakers have received Patrick Beverly in a trade with the Jazz. The Lakers will send Stanley Johnson and Talon Horton Tucker to Utah. In the MLB, Bryce Harper will make his first start with the Phillies on Friday since late June when he broke his thumb after being hit by a pitch. And in NASCAR, it was announced that Kurt Busch will withdraw his playoff waiver. Busch sustained a concussion at Pocono in late July. He has not raced since. It is unclear whether or not he will return at all this season. That means there will be two playoff spots available in this weekend's regular season finale at Daytona. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Jim Zoki joins the P-Man after this. Timeout. He is a Hall of Famer. He was born ready. Jim Zoki with us here. Panthers Radio Network on the Patrick Johnson Show. Hi there, Jim. Hello, Patrick. How are things with you? I'm 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 uh, playing a little hurt, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. I'll be fine. Okay. I'll be We've fine. We've all been there. Yeah, we, we have all been there. We have we have all been there. Hey, I'll get healthy, and the Panthers seemingly are at least in key spots, healthy or improved. That seems to be the um, the the thing I'm taking out of this uh, entire training camp is that there have been upgrades to some key spots, and then there are guys who are healthy uh, in uh, spots where they were not healthy last year. And now you've you've got some you've got some semblance of some stars on the team this year and guys that can perform. Yeah, I think you know there's the upgrades on the offensive line, secondary. Uh, getting Christian McCaffrey back is huge, obviously. Upgrade a quarterback with Baker Mayfield, um, and we'll see to what degree at some of these positions. But they got depth. I mean, there's actual position battles that have taken place, uh, yeah. offensive line especially, with that going on. Uh, defensive line, I think there's some of that going on. So it's nice to have some options and, and a little bit of depth and uh, a more seasoned coaching staff heading into here in week uh, in week or year three of uh, the Matt Rule era. All right, give me an idea if if opening day were tomorrow rather than the final preseason game. How do you see that offensive line lining up? And then just give me a thought on on each guy, if you don't mind. How about well, that if, one? If they're playing now, you got, you know, Iki is your left tackle out of NC State, of course. And, you know, we, we'll see more about what he looks like in the, the Buffalo game for a quarter right. uh, for the preseason game first. So, again, we don't have a lot of game tape on him, but he had two sacks allowed against New England, did some good stuff in the run game. Brady Christensen left guard for now because he's healthy as Pat Elfline at center, but you know, Bradley Bozeman is a bigger option that should be healthy before that first game. So I can see Bozeman being the starting center. Uh, and then the right side is pretty, is really solid. You got Austin Corbett from the Rams. And then, of course, the great Taylor Moten on the right tackle side. So right side, you know, that's going to be your road graders. That's going to be your side. And then Icky, you want to help him and give him some time on that left side with Brady Christensen. So you got a second-year player and a rookie and uh, both talented guys, but it takes time. And you're lining up, as you said, week one, Miles Garrett across the line yeah. from your future pro football hall of famer there. So, you know, no big task there. So I'll have to figure that out in a hurry. Let me, let me ask you about Aquano. It may be a, to a lesser degree than Baker Mayfield. I mean, the job was his job 
And I think there there wanted to be some semblance of okay, he does have to earn it, but this was his job pretty well from the from Jump Street, right? Yeah, you draft a guy sixth overall, first offensive player taken in the draft. I think your expectation is that he's he's ready to start, and um, but they weren't going to put him out there till he was ready. You don't don't want to get your quarterback killed. So I mean, he knows there's work to be done in in the pass blocking area. Obviously, for one thing, based on what we saw, so that was just. You know, honestly, less than a quarter of work that we saw that in in the first game. So it only gets more intense as they wear on here. And so, uh, you know, the nice thing is you do have other guys. You've got Cam Irving who's been around the league for a while, who obviously is not a starter for a reason, but at least he's been around for a while. Brady Christensen has played some left tackle, got a little bit of experience with that last year. So if, if you feel like a Quan who happens to need a little bit more time, you got it for him. But I would anticipate they'll do what they said, which is just insert him at left tackle and roll with it. and. The plan is that he'll get better each week as uh, they move towards that Cleveland game. Now, I, I, it does, and just you know, hearing you talk about it and then reading some things, it just sounds like that uh, this offensive line is is right now. It's got to stay healthy, but just night and day uh, better than it's been the last several seasons. Um, Jim Zoki is with us here. I guess they do like Aquano as well because there's a coachability about him. That's that's one of the the things that. When you when you read the papers, Jim, that's one of the things that they're saying uh, <laughs> is that he's really, uh, you know, he's really taking to the coaching. So that's obviously a positive. Where are you finding these papers you talk about? But um, yeah, obviously <laughs> having James Campen as the offensive line coach, who's got a long history in this league with Green Bay and some other stops. You know, he's one of the most well-respected offensive line coaches in the league. So you've got his tutelage and his watchful eye and the staff there. Uh, that can help them out, and obviously other veteran guys here too. But you know, some of it is you can't get better and 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 improve without doing it. So you have to kind of take your lumps a little bit, and you have to like you're going to lose a few times, and then you'll learn yeah. from that. There's so many different moves these guys make in the pros. You know, the colleges you might face a really good defensive end say every few weeks. Here, everybody's really good, and they all have different moves and a bigger variety of moves. And it's not all just about the pass rush. You've got to be able to you know, run block and do all the different things and uh, play 75 snaps. So it, it just, you can't, you can't bake the cake any faster than it's going to take. And he'll be good. It's just a matter of, you know, what that is. He's not behind in terms of the learning or anything like that. It's just the natural things that rookies go through. And, um, you know, in the case of Jordan Gross, the best tackle the Panthers ever had, was part of the Super Bowl team, Super Bowl 38. But he was at right tackle, not left tackle his first year, and then switched over to left tackle after that. You know, this guy's being thrown right into it at left tackle right away and mm-hmm. having to, play the most important position right out of the bat. Yeah. Uh, Jim, uh, the day that Baker Mayfield, no surprise anybody, was uh, announced as the uh, starter, he came out and practiced through the pick six to J.C. Horn. Of course, that might be some more J.C. Horn-related uh, uh, kind of stuff than anything because, I mean, he's he's going to be the man. And, uh, you know, I think fumbled a, a snap there or an exchange. There was there, probably not the, the most glowing practice. I think practice was even expand, extended uh, a little extra time because uh, Matt Rule just didn't like how that uh, day was going. So you have watched a lot of Baker Mayfield for the Browns the last four years. Is this just was this just one of them one of those days, or is this what we could kind of expect to see? There'll be some uneven performances. No, I mean literally, as you said, he was just named the starting quarterback Monday, so he's had three days of reps as the number one quarterback, where he's not sharing reps with Sam Darnold out there. So even though he's been in the league and this is his fifth year, 
It's a new system with a different team. I know you had new systems in Cleveland, but it's a different team altogether down there. So everything's new. Uh, and it, there's a lot of communication things that have to be worked out. And just, again, mechanics, you know, things where you're not tripping over yourself out there as an offense collectively where they've all got to learn to work together. And if not in practice, where do you learn these things? That's the thing about you letting media into practice. I mean, right. that's where you that's that's where you practice. That's where you learn so you're ready for the game. It's not like you come in and, like, the first practice is going to be perfect when you're the, the new starting quarterback. It's going to take some time, and this is where you work out the kinks. It'll be something that goes on through the season where it gets more involved and they get deeper into the playbook and things like that as the season moves on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a league of, you know, transitory players that move around every year, and guys get hurt and different players come in. You know, Cam Newton arrived in November or whatever last year. So guys will be coming and going all year. It happens all the time, and it's just a matter of being as assimilated as you can. But Baker's a smart guy. This is a difficult offense. As he said, it's the most probably challenging offense that he's had to learn in terms of the structure of it. And, uh, you know, the nice thing is there's a long break after this preseason game against Buffalo. you get two weeks and two days uh, before the regular season opener. So there's just even more time to learn it before that first game. Truly, though, I mean, having a, caliber, a player of the caliber of a healthy Christian McCaffrey will cure a lot of ills for him and his learning curve on offense, right? For anybody. It would have made Sam Darnold better last year sure. when you got a guy that could touch the ball 25, 30 times a game and do great things with it. So, passing game, he's a good blocker. Obviously, we know he can run the football. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. And, you know, he enters this uh, portion of the season completely healthy. There's no lingering injuries for Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, no one has to suppose is he just injury prone. He played the first three years without having anything really getting him off the field. In fact, he was kind of an Iron Man. And then the last two years is just a lot of soft tissue stuff and that kind of thing going on. So, you know, hope this is a good year for him health-wise. I know up with the Giants, Saquon Barkley kind of in that same boat of extremely talented running back trying to stay on the field and do good things. But uh, that's why you need to have depth at that position. And you got Chuba Hubbard, you got Deontay Foreman. So collectively, I think it's a, it's a pretty good combination of guys that uh, can get you through. We've got uh, Jim Zoki with us, Panthers Radio Network. Uh, Panthers, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we'll have uh, that game for you on uh, 103.7 WTIB uh, in part. I think there might be some kind of local uh, show, and then we pick up coverage. Something like that, Jim. Don't tell anyone up there. We will be able to hear you tomorrow night, though. That is that is happening. I have that confirmed, Jim. I have that. Are you confirmed. just playing the? Are you all just playing the good plays? Or are you going to do the whole game, or what's your thought? I think uh, no. I, I think this is the good plays. I think your best calls <laughs> is actually what I think is going to be. I think they're going to take <laughs> your best zingers and one liners yeah. and then play those back on. Uh, I was going to say best on the Zoki look back. Best, best plays and best quips. So that's what we're all about. That's here. what it is. Best plays, best quips. Uh, give me your uh, your take on J.C. Hornenkamp. Well, J.C. has been, you know, limited because he's, you know, they're being careful with him. So I think he's, he's basically healthy. It's just a matter of not wanting to, you know, push anything at a time of the year where you don't have to with the foot. But he, they, that, that literally they have meetings about keeping an eye on him at practice as a reminder to the coaching staff to not let him run out there on the field. He's always trying to take extra reps that he shouldn't be taking, and they're trying to limit those reps from him. So that's how much he's chopping at the bit to get back out there. But he's really good. I mean, he really does have the – uh, the ability, I think, to be a really good press corner in this league. And those are tough to come by. He's got size, the mentality. Uh, they can play him inside or outside. Um, so I think if everyone's healthy, he'll be mostly in the slot uh, because he can play close to the line of scrimmage and help in the run game with his tackling abilities there. But he is really a, a, a do-it-all physical press corner, uh, something they were lacking heading into last year that they had only for two and a half games 
but uh, he is just what the doctor ordered for this defense. Um, how do you see right now the the division? Because uh, yeah, I mean Brady's been gone. He's been gone the whole time, right? On the mass singer or whatever. He's he's missed the whole camp. Brady has. So I mean, now I, you've ru- you've ruined the show for everybody now. I well, sorry. If you identify who's in the show, that ruins the show. I know. I know. Have you ever watched... you've got that TMZ inside knowledge. I actually have not ever seen that show. Oh, I've it's... watched some trash TV, but I've not yeah. seen it. It just doesn't look appealing to me at all. It looks dumb, and I know Gronk was on it and some other people, but it just I, – I don't know why. I guess people like it. I just – I have no interest in even I, trying to watch it. I watched the first season, and then I got to, like, the second episode of the second season. And I, and I, you know what I said to myself? I said, what am I doing with my life? That's what I said, Jim. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? And I just quit watching it. No, we watched a couple episodes of this um, other one, The Siblings of Celebrities. You have to guess what oh. celebrity. The, I don't even know the name of the show. It's like the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And it's like, I thought it was just for the night. Like, they, they, at the end of the night, they would resolve it. No, this goes on for like half a year <laughs> of these 10 people. I'm like, oh, none of them are that compelling. I think right. We came back to the next week. I go, it's all the same people? Right. And they hadn't even eliminated anybody. I'm like, oh, no, I thought this was like an hour they're going to resolve right. who it is, and they'll have new ones next week. I go, you got to be kidding. Is that an interesting and Simone Biles' sister looks exactly like Simone Biles. So that's so everyone's known from day right. one as Simone Biles' sister because they're essentially twins. They look identical. Well, look, I. What? But you're still on the uh, below deck stuff. I've got a whole queue of these dueling below deck shows going on right now that, that I, I've I've got to decide. Hopefully, my wife will watch them without me. I don't know if I can. I'm just I'm more below deck sailing yacht now. That's my team. I don't even know the different ones. I just know if I go to that channel, <laughs> it's, it's some version of Mediterranean or small yacht, big yacht, whatever going on. Right. I don't know who the captain is, but I just would. I just need like twenty minutes of just mindless four second clips of uh, people working on a boat and making fun of the passengers. That's my go to uh, brainless. I feel dumber yeah. after I watch a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think I asked you about the division, but we'll figure that out later. Uh, just, just... <laughs> well, we started with Tom Brady. We went. Yeah, uh, right to trash TV from Tom Brady. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's kind of what he's going to be doing, right? That's going to be his deal after when he does truly hang it up, right? No, I, I guess he just whatever he wants. when I look at the division, I just think, you know, this isn't. I mean, there's Tampa, and then but who knows with this Brady stuff? Yeah, I don't think Atlanta's going to be that good this year, no, and I, I don't. think because uh, Mariota, we've seen like a lot of these quarterbacks we talk about, we've kind of basically seen what he is. Um, we'll see about, you know, rid of the guy they drafted. But I think with, uh, to me, the wild card is New Orleans. But I have great respect for Dennis Allen as a defensive mind. Uh, but I thought the success Jameis Winston had was probably part of the mastermind that is Sean Payton. So we'll see. I don't know what all they've got in place. And they're, again, already having trouble keeping Michael Thomas on the field right now. You know, I think Jameis Winston was having a really good short season of uh, five games last year. I think he was like 13 touchdowns, two interceptions in, in those games. It was playing well. Uh, so we'll see. Was that a Sean Payton creation, or could he do that with a different coaching staff there? Because it didn't work, in, obviously, anywhere else where he was with Tampa prior to that. So I think for Jameis Winston, can he pick up where he left off? Will be what the, the Saints are, because they'll be good on defense. So we'll yeah. just see how they are on offense. Yeah, yeah. Got to be able to score. Got to be able to score. All right. Uh, hey, Jim, thanks a lot. Great to talk to you. We appreciate it. Uh, our favorite guest. Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network. You probably finish every segment that way. Well, I think that's what we'll just say from now on. Whoever Jim Zoki, our favorite <laughs> guest, not you, 
Jim Zoki. Hey, Jim, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, whoever, whoever you're talking to, just say that. Thank you, Patrick. Always fun. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, Jim Zoki. Always a treat to have Jim on. And, uh, of course, the Panthers tomorrow night. You'll be able to catch uh, most of that on 103.7 WTIB as they wrap up the regular season against the Buffalo Bills from Charlotte. Well, summer's almost over for many kids going back to school on Monday in a lot of cases if they're not back already. Uh, Joint pain, it's still here for some of you, and it's time to do something about it. I want to encourage you to call QC Kinetics now. You put it off long enough. You've gone through the summer. Now it's time to get serious before the holidays. Time to get lasting relief, real lasting relief, from chiropractic pain that you might be having in your knees, your back, your hips, your shoulder, wherever. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine, it uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is something that high-level athletes have been doing all around the world for years, and now you can do it here. It's right here in Greenville. QC Kinetics, the the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. And all kinds of people have done this, even here in Greenville. And they're living life to the fullest, pain-free in eastern North Carolina. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only way. Call QC Kinetics today. Stop putting it off. You can call now a free consultation. It's 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, that's 252-765-PAIN. OKC's number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren. Apparently going to miss the entire season with an injury suffered in a uh, Pro-Am game in Seattle on Saturday. And that was sort of the knock, kind of frail, was he going to be able to hold up uh, during the course of an NBA season? He can't even hold up the offseason. Uh, thanks to Jim Zoki today for being with us. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, Jaira Wilson in the studio and uh, the author of a book on the uh, career of Jim Thorpe. And uh, some comments from Ruffin McMill. Thanks to the ref, Philip Pilkington, intern Dom. Patrick Johnson Show back at it tomorrow at 5 o'clock for the Get You to the Weekend edition.